Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on June the 15th, 2011. For newcomers, I always suggest you look into the website cuttingthroughthematrix.com and you find hundreds and hundreds of audios to choose from where if you listen to them, it doesn't matter what order you listen to them in either, uh, I try to patch together the big system for you to give you shortcuts understanding this complex uh, megalithic monster that's called the New World Order, this vast chain of uh, interlocking corporations, foundations, the parallel government, as they call it, ex-prime ministers, ex-presidents, high-level bureaucrats, all working together to bring in this system. Sociologists, everybody's in there, psychologists a lot, because, you see, you've had the war waste on you an awful long time. Most of the thoughts that you have were given to you by them, and most of the things that you're actually into, as they say these days, were given to you as well, from your music to fashions to um, lifestyles, preferences, and, and, and other, every other thing under the sun. That's how controlled your system is, because there's been a war waged on you for an awful long time, even long before you were born. And the trick is never to come out straightforwardly and admit it on television, just print books about it, uh, from those involved in their memoirs. That's okay, that's pretty safe, because most people don't read their boring memoirs. But they tell you where they're taking the world, have been for well over a 100 years, and uh, we're on, well on the way now today. So, as I say, look in there, and remember too, uh, that uh, all those audios are free. You can get transcripts too, to download on all the sites in English, and you can get transcripts in other languages if you go into Alan Watts Sentinel, sentinel.eu. And you can buy the books, discs I have for sale. That will hopefully make me go on for a little bit more uh, time in the future. And uh, that will make me go along. Because, I say, I don't take money from advertisers. So if you want to order the books and discs from the U.S. to Canada, you can use a personal check, an international postal money order from the post office, or PayPal. You can also send cash. You'll see a PayPal donation button on the website. Just use that. Follow it with an email, name, address, and order, and I'll get it out to you. And across the rest of the world, you've got Western Union, MoneyGram, and you've got PayPal again. And remember, straight donations are certainly, certainly welcome as we go through this inflationary time, which they call quantitative easing, which sounds like a guy, a banker with a, a case of wind and indigestion raising off his seat. Anyway, this is the world you're going through. It's Orwellian, it's even post-Orwellian, it's into Brave New World, as, a, as the two systems really emerge together. Interesting to see that Huxley and, and Orwell knew each other very well. In fact, Huxley taught uh, at one point Orwell in university, and they discussed uh, for the rest of their lives, at least as long as Orwell lived, through mail and correspondence, the types of system that would come in and would they use the Orwellian system first? Would they use the Huxleyan system of, of uh, Fabian type movements in changing societies, culture? Or would they use them both together? Well, we're, we're seeing both together being used as we're now really under a totalitarian system. Uh, the, the Court of Canada has actually said that. The High Court, they called the US a police state 
which should be obvious to everybody living in the U.S., and at the same time, the culture has been changed out of all recognition intergenerationally, starting really speeding up, I'd say, in the 60s. It was already on the go uh, by big movements from the top down, because that's how, how all culture is created. It's authorized from the top and then promoted through all the means that give you what you think is your culture. That's your music, your entertainment, the movies, even the novels you read. They all get cash uh, kickbacks from government grants to add all the PC updates, and they they wrap it into their stories. They've always done this, by the way. And that's how you get your opinions. If you can't free fall, you'll never wake up into the truth. That means giving up things which you once held dearly. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, we're back and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. Everything in your generation has been planned out long before you were born, including the fashions and just how far the culture would have gone into high promiscuity and various other areas too and how it would be taught as being quite normal and eventually the public would come to accept as being normal and then how that would affect the next generation and what kind of next generation they wanted to have. That's how far in advance they plan everything out, including the planned society, the big society, they sometimes call it, where everyone across the planet will live in their new feudal little areas. And I mean feudal because that's how it's set up. CEOs now are really the bosses. They're the new feudal overlords. And that's what Professor Carl Quigley said himself. And he should know since he was part of the organization and the U.S. side that helped set all this up. And he belonged to all the right big associations. And you'll notice yourself now that there's no difference between prime ministers, presidents, and CEOs of corporations. This is, they're trained the same way. Uh, their managers behind them manage them the same way, uh, and that they're advisors too. And they treat the country like one big giant uh, uh, corporation. And that's what it's all about. We've really always been that way since your country is a corporation. It's down in law as a corporation. And our purpose, apparently, is to serve this, the pre, present, the, the nation that you happen to be born into, and how much you'll produce in your lifetime, and consume in your lifetime, how much taxes you'll pay, and that kind of thing. That's what it's all really about. And um, they're simply moving into selling off chunks of the world, eventually, because nations must be all forgotten about. Even their very names one day uh, will be bringing a quizzical look to Hoover's there in Brave New World. They'll wonder what you're talking about when you talk about the U.S. or England or Britain or the U.K. or France. And that's really the long-term strategy and goals that they have. The Council on Foreign Relations have put out articles on this a long, long, many years ago, in fact. And you'll find it in the Department of Defense projection for the next 50 years, too, where they talk about the fading away of nation-states, exactly the same as the communists said, by the way, that the nation-state would wither away. And people can't put things together because they expect the media to do their reasoning for them, as Brzezinski said. And if the media doesn't put it together for you, then neither will you. That's how you're taught. You're not really to to reason things through and wonder about them. So it's interesting that they've talked about bringing in a vegetarian society so many times. And 
and, and Alvin Toffler, of course, in one of his books, uh, the, the Third Way, which was the merging of capitalism and communism together into the same system, which you're in now, by the way. You're managed by a kind of communistic bureaucracy and uh, a dictatorial style, too. It's post-democratic, it's authoritarian. And Britain's gone full steam ahead, being the flagship that everyone else must copy with the communitarian areas, Agenda 21, and all of that stuff. So we've all to follow that. And a vegetarian society is, is to say, is, is what Tuffler says, it must be vegetarian, and it will be vegetarian. So uh, meat has to go by the wayside, and this has been tried by countries before India. The Brahmins of India ran countries for an awful long time very successfully because the people were fed very little, uh, even in, in the vegetable arena. Uh, and if you were stuck on a, a particularly restricted diet, uh, you can maybe just work, but you won't be terribly bright, certainly not energetic enough to do too much thinking or to figure your way out of your situation. So food, again, remember, has always been used as a weapon, and plus we have it all weaponized as well because it's all GM and heavy laden with pesticides to bring us all down even faster. You've got to understand, when they set up the precursor of the United Nations, it was called the League of Nations. They waited till they created World War I to, make, to bring that in because people were still very nationalistic. They didn't want to give up their nation's sovereign status. And they thought that World War I would actually make us all bow down and say, oh, God, we've got to stop all this mayhem and get some peace, so give up your sovereignty. And that was written about by H.G. Wells, who was a propagandist for the Milner Group at that time. They became the Royal Institute of International Affairs or Council on Foreign Relations. And they talked about, uh, from the late 1800s, how they wanted to create a big war with Germany that would do this. Then they could bring in this... So this debating arena at at, uh, uh, the League of Nations, that blossomed into the United Nations. But even when it was the League of Nations, one of their mandates was to inoculate uh, the entire planet. They wanted everyone inoculated. And if you skip to Bertrand Russell, who was a member of uh, the Macy Group and other top think tanks for the whole planet, uh, very prominent think tanks of the Frankfurt Institute and others, and who also, it was admitted, he was, he was also working for MI5 since World War II. Um, the, well, he was very precise in his books because he knew the kind of society that he and his friends had it all planned. And really, if you want to know why you are in the mess we're in today, you follow his books because they're written in two ways. One for the people who think, well, he's got a good point there, and also have awfully good points, and you'll agree with him. But he's also talking quietly to the elite who already rule you as well. He didn't use crystal balls to bring in the future. He was in on the top think tanks of the planet, backed by the biggest bankers on the planet, to make it all happen. And uh, they talked about, uh, in the League of Nations, the distribution of food across the world. Eventually, they would have the right. Well, eventually, with World War II, um, and again, they hoped we'd give up all our rights then and give up the nation-state uh, status, we would... Um, uh, they'd eventually run us in the proper way we should be run, where experts would guide us down through time and alter us as we go along uh, to suit the purposes of the dominant minority, as they called them, those who own the, the real power via money and wealthy, long-lined or lineaged families. 
So Vegetarians is prime on it too. And here's a, a, an email that comes from a, a sales engineer in the, the farming industry. It says, I'm a sales engineer and deal with manufacturing in the industry in eastern Washington State, eastern Oregon, Idaho, and Montana. As you know, the only manufacturing we have left here is stuff that's too expensive to ship in, in from China. But it's not looking good, as most of my equipment manufacturing customers are hurting for orders because nobody has the capital here except the Fortune 500 to purchase large equipment anymore. On the coming food shortages, which the Council on Foreign Relations have, have a whole section of the think tanks working on uh, for the last 16 years because they've planned it that way, I'm already seeing the build-up of, uh, as the big agribusinesses move. I, I call it, this is Conagra, ADM, etc., are cutting back their fields even with record food prices. Grant County in eastern Washington is the largest potato-producing county in the nation, and this year Conagra, uh, which is also Lamb Weston Company, is cutting back their potato fields 25% from last year. They don't publish this data, but plant managers and supervisors I've talked to have divulged that to me. So they're going to, again, withhold food and up the prices, make it scarce. The other big move underway is that all, that all my mum-and-pop food processors are getting regulated out of business. The EPA and OSHA have ramped up lately to go after every one of the small family-owned businesses. Every time I'm in a Lambs Weston or ADM plant, I see major violations, but nothing is ever done. The same gearbox leaking oil into the production line is there when I come back six months later. My small producer customers, however, are paying massive fines on things as stupid as having the wrong color of lever on a valve. So, And that's how they did it in Britain, too. They persecute, basically, the government persecutes the small business, the small mum and pop stores and so on, and producers, and the big boys get off with it. And that's not by chance, because even during Thatcher's reign, her top advisor said the future we're bringing in will be international corporations only. There will be no small private businesses eventually along the way. This is also here in my small orchidists in the Yakima and Winnetchee Valley, they're burning their cherry and apple orchards out as the taxes on the land is so atrocious it's no longer viable to farm anymore. They're selling the land off to developers and putting in cheap low-income apartment complexes. There's also a major push by the Greenies to remove our dam system that provides crucial irrigation waters to hundreds of thousands of acres of cropland. See, the Greenies are all NGOs funded by the foundations, the political arms of the foundations. All because it's hurting the salmon, even though we, we had an all-time record salmon run last year. So reality and facts don't matter when there's an agenda underway. And that's where a lot of folk get lost. Um, they don't know there's an agenda underway. There's something, there's always a reason behind what you're given for what happens. And I've mentioned before too that this society they talked about bringing in would be the totally controlled society. They were writing about this, remember, way back in the times of Aldous Huxley and Brave New World. They knew the society they would bring in, where they would monitor everyone cradle to grave and eventually get down to the genes itself to make the proper kind of slave class. And uh, and they have been doing that, by the way. They've actually been doing that. They're way, be- way beyond what you'd ever imagine in, in the weapons industries, and I'm talking about literally inoculations, injections, targeting specific parts of the brain. But anyway, you can't tell people who have already adapted, and that's the beauty of a Fabian approach, which is intergenerational, is that each generation adapts into their system quite quickly and easily, 
because they think it's normal. It's the only system they've, they've known, and their parents can't tell them or won't tell them or don't know what's going on, so that they have no reason to tell them anything. They think it's all quite normal and things are just crazy and they just go crazy and politicians try to fix the crazy parts and all that. But um, the internet, as I say, uh, and Brzezinski touched on this without using the terms, uh, of a communication system that would shortly be brought into the public. And this is in the 70s. And he said that it would connect everyone in a new uh, format, a new way, but it would be of great use to the authorities in managing the people themselves. And, of course, he's talking about the Internet. And it was developed, remember, for the, the military initially. They used it for many, many years. And the public think they just started selling it to, to them for their own amusement and enjoyment. That's how people are. They don't think, wait a minute here, uh, who's behind it, who's funding it, uh, why are they giving us this kind of stuff? And we know where we are today. It didn't take them long to go from, from over here to amuse you to the real intention to survey you daily. I'll be back with more about this after this break. Hi folks, we're back and we're cutting through the matrix, talking about the internet and its real purpose. I've done it so many times, I won't go over it all again, but uh, I've, ca- I've talked about, for instance, they have a virtual you at the Pentagon. Uh, I read the mainstream articles and articles from the Pentagon on that very thing, where they, they take all your daily data and they add it to your persona and they do little tests on the virtual you to see how you'd react in different kinds and different situations. Now, this article here is talking about the cloud, and everyone's talking about the cloud too, because all governments are promoting the cloud. We've all to go into this big cloud, you see. It says, who couldn't love the idea of the new Amazon cloud drive? You get at least 5 gigs of free cloud-based storage, and it's trivial to get 20 gigs of free storage on Amazon cloud drive. Used in concert with the Amazon cloud player, you get a fine cloud-based music player that can be used either from a web browser or on Android tablets with the Amazon MP3 app. The new Amazon Consumer Cloud service also works well. It's just too bad that you have to give up all privacy to use it. And it tells you, it says, what you read, it says, and it's this article they have there in their little terms of, of use, 5.2, is a 5.2 if you scroll down, our right to access your files. You give us the right to access, retain, use, and disclose your account information and your files to provide you with technical support and address technical issues. I love how they always do that, is to help you. Eh? That's to help you. To investigate compliance with the terms of this agreement, enforce the terms of this agreement, and protect the service and its users from fraud or security threats, or as we determine is necessary to provide the service or comply with applicable law. Well, Amazon can do pretty much anything they want with your files, like, say, let the Recording Industry Association of America inspect your music files for any signs that you haven't paid full price for them. So you remember the RIAA, they're the ones who want, who want $75 trillion from LimeWire for allowing 11,000 songs to be illegally shared. And it goes on about it too, and, and, and really how it's all going and how it is. And it should be no newsery at all to those who know, who know what the computer is all for. They couldn't bring in this totalitarian system without the computerized system. And you are using it like crazy and, and yapping away on your phones and twittering away. 
uh, about the slightest detail in your life. And that's what they want. They add it to your persona and play little games on your, your virtual you. You must be predictable, you see, to live in a totalitarian society or the masters don't feel safe. That's what it's about. Now, there's Mark hanging on from Germany. I'll take Mark now, if he's there. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, I can, yeah. Okay, um, first of all, um, I wanted to thank you for, for your great work that you do. And I wanted to tell the listeners um, that I bought your books and that they are great, that you should get them. But um, the, the topic I wanted to talk about, um, my intention is not to scare people with this, but um, there's uh, some information on the net now about um, that the elite are planning a terror attack at the Berlin Olympic Stadium where the World Soccer Championships of the women will be held during the 26th of June 2011. Um, as, your, as your listeners already know, these guys have to tell you what they do um, before they do it. Mm-hmm. Sa- same thing like they did uh, before 9-11 in a lot of movies like uh, Terminator 2 and so. There they showed you the, the date, for example. Yes. Yeah. Before they did the bombing mm-hmm. uh, to predictively program the masses. Yeah, and they actually, they actually do that. There's so many... Movies came out with 9-11 in it before 9-11 happened. It's just astonishing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's a song by Leonard Cohen called First We Take Manhattan, Then yeah, We Take Berlin. Berlin, yeah. And, and that's the plan, I think. This is just one example um, people found. There have been found many clues and uh, hints about this in advertisements and movements about this date and even the exact timing when they will do this. That, yes. um, where the movies were Knowing, Tron Legacy, Unknown Identity, The Simpsons, The Sum of All Fears, etc., etc. There's a German site about this, about, yeah. about the topic, um, that's called um, 26 minus 06 minus 2011.de, mm-hmm. where they collect all the stuff about this um, bombing that... I'm not saying that it will happen, but um, it's very probable, it seems. Well, even just the fact that they can uh, go ahead and treat it as though there's going to be one is getting us so used to these announcements, in fact, that eventually we'll take them all for granted. And uh, so the psychology behind it as well, we we know the psychology behind it from the top. And we know that... um, Various neuroscientists, lots of neuroscientists now, they're calling them work with governments to put in predictive programming. And, of course, they work with Hollywood. They've always worked with Hollywood. Uh, Hollywood's put out books even about uh, Hollywood and the military uh, and their, their relationship in time, you know. And they've, they've always worked with, them, with uh, Hollywood to, to get little bits put in. I was amazed at how many movies came out with 9-11. One of them was even a, a truck going under a bridge that said 9 foot 11 inches high. <laughs> I mean, just before the bombing happened. And uh, and again, even the movie The Patriots, the, the, the rocker chair was uh, 9, pounds 60, 9 pounds 11 ounces. Uh, it's just on and on. 
and it's, it, it creates a kind of schizophrenia in the mind of the person. They know it's illogical if they, if they still believe it's just a movie, uh, but at the same time, part of them is giving them a warning that there's something else is going on here as they tinker with our brains. But, but thanks for calling. I'll be back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. We're back and we're cutting through the matrix. I can remember uh, when the Human Genome Project was suddenly announced to the world, uh, a world that was oblivious of the, the fact that uh, that scientists have been collecting blood samples and tissue samples of people around the whole planet for many, many years and working out the different race-specific types and all the other kinds of things that come with it, uh, disease-prone, what diseases are you prone to, all that kind of stuff. And out of that, too, we had uh, the biowarfare industry working with them. They all worked together, obviously, just like the last article I read there about the cloud and, and, uh, and all the various big servers that you're using anyway. They're all parts of the military-industrial complex and CIA, NSA, and all the rest of them. Well, it's the same in any, any field at all to do with science. They all work together in like conglomerates, really, because they must all work towards the same plan. And it's not difficult to do when you make sure that the right CEOs are put in charge of corporations and, and that kind of stuff. And, and the same with the military, too. They get their, their orders from the same guys that train the CEOs for the, for the big corporations. Many of their officers are, are trained uh, in, by lecturing uh, by professors in the speciality and running the army like a, as a CEO would run any other business. And years ago they talked about uh, the God space in the brain, the God space they called it at the time. And they found, again, through EMR, uh, EMR, or RI, they call it, uh, electromagnetic resonance imaging, uh, they, they could light up certain parts of the brain, depending on what you were looking at or thinking about, or doing even a mathematical equation, different parts of the brain would light up. And they found out that people who were, uh, were religious, when they're reading their holy books or parts of their holy books, uh, certain part, a certain part of the brain would light up. And that's what they called it then, the God area, the God box, and different names they had for it at the time. And um, it isn't until you, you go into what, for instance, the World Health Organization, Organization has already done, and I've talked about this before, where they have given uh, free uh, tetanus shots to North African women and Indian women too, and which sterilized them. It really acted as a carrier to an agent to the ovaries and sterilized, sterilized these women. That was admitted too. And they just didn't know how 30 different laboratories that made these vaccines in, in Europe, 30 independent, separate, all were contaminated with the same substance. They just didn't know. It's a big surprise. And, of course, there's no inquiry. You find out why. It's what well, we know why. It's because this was a formula. They all had the same formula, and this was the intention. They have done awful, terrible things to the public, and I, you cannot get through to those who still live in their conditioned reality. They, they refuse to believe that these kind of things are done to the public. Uh, I've read, too, about um, the full-page article in a British newspaper where a reporter was allowed in back in the 70s or 80s, mid-70s, I think it was, in Porton Downs, a military bacterial and viral warfare establishment, 
And he, the guy was shocked to listen to the scientists say that they already had the race-specific viruses, ethnic-specific viruses, etc. And, of course, this kind of leads into the same kind of area. They're so far ahead at the top. Remember, all military planning is secret. So you have to keep it secret. Uh, it's the same during the Cold War and even before the Cold War. They didn't tell their own public what they were working on, what they were testing, because uh, then it would get out to their enemies too. And it's even more so today since the public are the enemy and we are the target. But anyway, uh, we know that the, the fertility has plummeted in the West. We have all these articles I've read on this particular broadcast about uh, inoculations and what they can do with them, what they have done with them, and the food too, bisphenolane, lots of other things, to make sure that you're pretty well infertile by the time you're about 35 at the max. And it's actually dropping all the time now. But also, here's the thing about religion. Religion's always been a bane to those in control because, and, and I've said this too, that only religion itself, when people are true believers, will they stand up and fight for a cause. Other, anything else you can pretty well get away with. You can starve them to death. You can do whatever you want. And they won't do a, a darn thing except murmur to themselves as they're dying. But when it comes to religion, they'll stand up. And it's always been, as I say, a bane to those at the top. And they've gone into many ways to destroy religion. And lots of funding has gone into destroying religions, ridiculing it too. And, uh, and of course, nowadays too, when they're taking in ministers and priests from the same general population that's already contaminated, as Besmanov would say, uh, then you expect to, to get these scandals with sex in the paper anyway because they're from the general population, same in the police force and everything else, and the military, a debauched, uh, contaminated generation. So, But this goes a step further. And I've had this come across the desk a few times to do with a virus uh, uh, they're, they're, they're saying would destroy religion. It's not really destroy religion, it's to target the area of the brain which lights up, as I said, and they've known that for 30 odd years, at least um, that part of the brain. And remember too, it's quite easy to target because different parts of the brain uh, will use different enzymes to uptake certain things to that part of the brain so you can really target very specifically the area you want to destroy, knock out, or even using epigenetics, they call it, uh, they can switch it off like a switch. And um, this article here is, is called um, uh, the, the Department of Defense, and it is the prominent Department of Defense. Uh, and you'll hear this guy talking to military officers uh, discuss a nasty eugenics plan to release a virus and use the vaccine for the virus to alter the DNA of those vaccinated to remove what they call the God gene and rid Iraq and Afghanistan of the Islamic people or religion. Now, I've just changed the, the, the terms because do you think they've never used this on all of you? You've been on this stuff your whole life long. How many inoculations have you? How many inoculations does a child at the age of 10 have already in them? How many people run off for, for the flu vaccine? Each time they meet, they say, oh, panic, panic, we've got a killer flu, and nothing happens, except those who get the, the shot generally get sick. And people don't think any more about it. Oh, well, they just screwed up again. We prefer believing they just keep screwing up all the time, don't we? Anyway, I'll put this, this link up for the video, and you'll hear this guy prattling on about it. But as I say, it's really to destroy that part of the brain or switch it off. And epigenetics, they call it, uh, they can switch off areas of the brain. And that's been well proven by now. They can switch them on and off. And it says... Um, 
basically that uh, they found the part that the, this, this brain occupies, uh, this part of the brain that, that, that it's occupies, which is switched on, and he says we can release a virus and then come up, well, again, through the World Health Organization probably, uh, with a vaccine that's going to help you against this virus. You know, uh, and he actually says we could call it a flu virus. Uh, interesting too, this character who's talking also says but we've all had our shot, we've all been through this ourselves. And you wonder about society in general. You notice they don't really care much about anything that's happening. You think nothing's happened to specific parts of their brains too? They really are. Something's wrong with them. They should be taken to the streets with banners and and massive protests and so on. But what's going on with the planned austerity coming, uh, the the, the scandals of the banks looting them, the scandals of the government working with the banks to loot you further, and uh, the wars all across the planet, the money that they're they're demanding off you through taxes, and then they're telling you to live in austerity, uh, and nothing's happening. It's just quiet. Why is that? People used to complain when gasoline went up five cents and protest about these things. Not anymore. They, they, they protest about nothing. They don't even complain. That's the scary part. So if you think your brain hasn't been targeted, think again. Bertrand Russell, remember, who worked for the top groups, the Macy Group, for instance, um, was authorized by the president, by the president, to drastically, radically alter the culture of the U.S., to bring in this whole, what you now think of as a liberalization agenda, to also destroy the family unit. That was part of it. And they've been awfully successful on that, haven't they? But Russell also said, by means of diet, there's your GM food and your pesticides and all the rest of it, injections, there's all your free shots, oh, you're going to die if you don't get this shot. Injections and injunctions, that's all your laws passed from above. The government will create the kind of being they want. People like Russell didn't talk off the top of their head in fantasy land. They did not use crystal balls or consult mediums. They were in on top planning committees like the Frankfurt Institute that gave you your culture, they gave your parents their culture before you came along. And they can target parts of the brain where it's, they're going after a gene, I doubt it, but there's certainly a whole bunch of genes they can actually identify that comprise that area and knock them out or switch them off. And don't think for a, a, an instant they, wouldn't, they haven't done that already across the world, especially starting with all of you. Don't think for a minute they haven't tried it and done it. Because, of course, they have. Interesting, too, I talked about how the plan was to eventually eradicate all sexual barriers, too. And Russell was in on that one, too, with the Frankfurt Institute. The Frankfurt Institute, Theodore Adorno, was one of the top guys there. He said, eventually, we won't be happy until not only we destroyed the family unit, it made all kinds of sex, sex acceptable and actually promotable. They promote it. He said, uh, we won't be happy till we have absolute necrophilia in society to destroy all that was, to bring in the new. Yeah. And Russell also wrote a book about the morals in the family and how they would destroy the family units by... And he had an experimental school to try this out on as early as 1920s. And he was promoting pre-pubertal sex in children 
to see if once they grew up they would stay with a partner or bond with a partner or would they be unable to bond for any length of time with a partner. And of course they found the latter. This is what they were after would work. So that's why they've been promoting it like crazy, uh, speeding up from the 70s to the present time. And you see these studies come across all your, all, all your life. Uh, that carry on the, 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 the studies and the statistics to see if it's working. Women who lost their virginity as teenagers are more likely to divorce, says a new study. And they always give you these little studies and double speak because if you scroll down, it will say, uh, the study showed that if a young woman wanted to lose her virginity as a teenager, there was no direct link to a marital split up later in life. And yet the headline is, women who lost their virginity as teenagers are more likely to divorce, says new study. So those who lost their virginity as teenagers are more likely to divorce, especially if it was unwanted, according to new research. The University of Iowa study shows that 31% of women who sex for the first time as teens divorced within five years and 47% within 10 years. And it goes on and on and on. And I'll let you read it yourself as it contradicts itself in many different places. But of course, what they're really doing is getting massive grants across the world. All universities get these grants to make sure it's going to plan. Because, as I say, Russell and other uh, specially selected schools give them royal permission to do this stuff that was pedophilia in his day. Because they did adult child sex as well, by the way. They would have been hung, but no, they were given royal charters to test all this out, to bring in this kind of society. Because, you know what Russell said himself, uh, that um, he, he talks about uh, uh, eventually this would eliminate the family unit, all this promiscuity, uh, to completely eliminate the family unit. And they wouldn't have to worry about anyone standing between government and the individual. The government could talk to you as the individual. No one is going to stand around you and help you. And he wrote that one in his books too. So anyway, for those who care these days, uh, lots of folk are, are so messed up because they have so much data overload. They don't, they can't pick out what's relevant and what's not relevant. And I've always likened this to the rats in the laboratory. We're kind of, we, have, we are rats, you see. They breed rats for specific uh, DNA types and for specific reasons, for specific tests. And um, we're much the same as that. We have the potential to be intelligent, but they make sure we're not intelligent. We're kept in the dark most of the time. And all the daily news that comes across your desk, and even the names of politicians, eventually you, you, you learn not to take notice of them because it doesn't matter what the faces are or the names are anymore. They're just standing in as a face uh, to push through a particular part of the agenda. They're already selected. And after this guy or, or, or a woman, there'll be another one into their place, pushing it further. You're living through a script, you see. And um, we're, we're like rats, as I say. And all we do, most Patriot Radio, all it does is, my God, what they're doing to us, is, are they going to inject us today with the, like the rats, you see? Are they going to gas us today? Are they going to inject something else into us and cut us apart where we all watch? And that kind of stuff. That's all we do. It's all chit-chat. Because unless action is taken, nothing's, nothing's going to happen. It's just mice or rats all along for your whole your life saying, Oh my God, look what they're doing to us now. What power do the rats in the cage have? Huh? They've got to get out of the cage before they can start making any moves to help themselves. Think about it. There's nothing I could tell you that the elite haven't already thought about through their multitude of think tanks that plan uh, even the cultural changes. And what will the repercussions be? Who will object? How can we overcome the objections? They do all of this before they start the first move. 
And even now I see the rifts in society uh, because of the early indoctrinations. People cannot get along, even in religion. In certain Christian religions, they have so many splits over trivialities. They could never come together to, to fight anything. And they'll hang on to those splits without ever questioning who created those splits in the first place. Remember, divide and conquer is the way you do things. But they'll, they'll hang on to them dearly to the die. They might even kill for them, for a certain belief in a certain little part of something. They could never come together to fight anything. I've always said, if you truly want truth, you have to free fall. It's like jumping out of a plane without a parachute. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if you'll come through this. You don't know where you're going to land and how you'll be when you land. But that's the only honest way that you can get through to understanding truth. If you're not willing to do that, then don't even ask for truth. What you're really asking for, if you don't want to jump out, is what can I believe but still keep my present convictions at the same time? How can I do this? That's what you're looking for. The comfort zones. If the truth is a truth, it will stand up to anything. And we live in schizophrenia. I understand how people are because we do live in schizophrenia. We've gone through the farce to get the carbon credits on the table, and that's what all the global warming nonsense is about. And now they're telling us today, oh my God, there's going to be a mini ice age coming along. Earth could be headed into a mini ice age within a decade, it says. Oh, physicists say, you know, the guys, white coats, the new priesthood. They're never wrong, are they? What may be the science story of the centuries breaking this evening as heavyweight U.S. solar physicists announce that the sun appears to be headed into a lengthy spell of low activity, which could mean that the Earth, far from facing a global warming problem, is actually headed into a mini ice age. Now, in the 60s and 70s, they were putting out books saying the coming ice age. And that didn't comply. Nature didn't comply, so they changed it to global warming. Because remember, these are just fronts to get an agenda through. And they're awfully successful about it. And now they're telling us we're going to an ice age. The sun is now the number one terrorist. We could give up all our rights so as our saviors can save us from it. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, we're back and we're cutting through the matrix talking about how the, the, the sun apparently is going to be an awful enemy to us because it's going to stop its sunspots and all that and we're going to an ice age and oh my god. But in the meantime it's going to give us more sunspots and, and you should double think again to really make sure you're utterly confused and to get you ready for the real story. The real story is that it says here officials in Britain and the United States are preparing to make control power cuts to their national electricity supplies in response to a warning of a possible powerful solar storm hitting the Earth. In an interview with the independent Tommy Thomas Bogdan, the director of the U.S. Space Weather Prediction Center, that's where they use special dedicated computers that give you outrageous scenarios of disasters. Then they sell them to Hollywood for disaster movies. Always gives them good good lines, you see. And it says, protect the national electricity grids against damage, which could take months or even years to repair should a large solar storm collide with the Earth without any precautions being taken. Hasn't happened so far, of course, but uh, apparently all these things, we're just in a, a, a terrorist age of things, terrorism, terrorism everywhere. And let's be honest, too, if we're going 
going into a mini ice age, shouldn't we, shouldn't we start pumping CO2 into the atmosphere? If they, if they claim that causes warming, and so that when it hits us, we'll be nice and warm rather than freezing cold. You understand it's all nonsense. It's all rubbish for political reasons. The redistribution of wealth by taking cash off you through another guise. Getting used to living austerely because you're going to be peasants, real, true peasants. You already are as far as you're concerned, but you've got to get down to the real peasant feudal level, you see, as they cut back on your electricity grids for the future. They've been doing it in tests in Europe for years on this thing, rolling brownouts, they call them, and we have to get them here as well. I had one here last week, actually. And you know it's a brownout when it cuts, the voltage cuts down to just a few volts. It doesn't go completely dead. There's always a few volts here. You can't use it for anything. But you know it's a brownout, a big test. So anyway, it says uh, Dr. Bogdan is in close discussions with the scientists at the UK Met Office. You know the guys who are helping uh, the university there give out all the, the lies on the emails. So we should really believe them. They set up a second space weather prediction center in Britain to coordinate a global response to a threat viewed seriously by both U.S. and U.K. governments. And this will cost us big bucks too, but it's not the real reason, as I say. It's to go with to, into the big budgets, the, the big black budgets where they, they work with high-tech security for better security to look at you and watch you and monitor you and all the rest of it. That's where all the cash goes for all these bogus programs. That's what they were putting up there in Reagan's day, all in preparation before they gave you the cell phones so they could monitor you all. They're always way ahead of what they give you. Better set up the system first, and it's all sitting up in space already. And uh, and then when you give them the phones and so on, yeah, you can monitor you and watch you and do lots of things about you, and, and you don't even know what's happening. They don't wait for things to happen with their plans. They plan. Planning means you get everything set up in advance. The biggest thing to step in advance is your mind. You must all get the same propaganda at the same time, over and over, because as Russell said and others said too, repetition is essential. We're now living in a world of perpetual terrorism, it seems. And what's really happened, it means that, you see, the countries of the West have all gone through their revolutions, cultural revolutions, social revolutions, um, sexual revolutions, the rock revolutions, the drug culture revolutions, uh, the whole lot. And you see, if you've still got a head and a brain with you, you're a counter-revolutionary. You just don't get it. Your governments are not your governments at all. And you didn't even notice the changeover. A long time ago, from Hamish, myself, Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me. Your God or your gods go with you. <laughs>